All right, Risto here with George Mason University. Uh, we're talking to Valeria Barrea. Uh, Dr. Barrea is an associate senior lecturer at Örebro University in Sweden. Um, it's a couple hours outside of Stockholm. Uh, today we're talking about moral panic, surveillance, and the controversial concept of touch in physical education. So here we go with a new episode of Playing with Research in Health and Physical Education. Now, the article we're highlighting today is titled Exploring Touch in Physical Education Practicum in a Touchy Latin Culture. It was published in 2018 in Societies. Uh, welcome to the podcast and thanks for taking the time to chat about your paper. This is a super interesting topic. Thanks, Rachel. My pleasure. Yes, together with my co-authors, Gustavo González Calvo and Lucio Martinez Alvarez from the University of Valladolid, we believe this is a very important and timely topic. Awesome. So I, I love the topic of the paper. I remember the, reading the Fletcher piece in Sport and Society in grad school about the moral panic about this. And then kind of reading your paper where you place this somewhat conflicted concept into a culture that is very touch oriented in the Latin culture. Um, I just find that fascinating. And so to be clear, your paper covers the concept of physical touch, meaning how body contact is initiated in PE settings from teacher to student. Can you just give us a brief overview of what the state of this quote-unquote argument is in PE right now? Yes, of course. Uh, we have found that physical contact has decreased over the last few years in PE classes. And we argue that sometimes this touch is necessary in PE. Physical contact has been considered as something normal or necessary in PE classes before. But now it seems that all physical contact is being avoided because teachers are concerned of being accused of sexual harassment. Some studies have recently suggested that the field of PE and sport is now even weaker because of the lack of touch. And we're also seeing some of the first signs of these no-touch practices in Spain which is quite significant because Latin societies are usually more touchy cultures. Yeah, that's it's super interesting to hear that, you know, when you think about what PE used to be compared to what it is now, there used to be a lot of touch and physical helping students do things. And in, in this, you cover a bit of the reduction of physical contact in PE and an increase in, quote, no touch policies in school settings. Can you elaborate on what that is? Sure. The decrease in touch over the last few years has been explored in recent literature, particularly in Anglo-Saxon and Scandinavian contexts, and in relation to child protection discourses and some current no-touch policies. Teaching practices in different countries have adapted to no-touch policies, particularly in the US, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Sweden. Researchers from Sweden have been working, for example, on a major project titled Don't Touch, Pedagogical Consequences of the Forbidden Body in PE, directed by Professor Marie Oman. While some teachers recognize the importance of physical contact in their classes, they still choose not to touch students, as this is the safest option for the teachers. And many schools and childcare settings became no-touch zones. Particularly in PE, the issue of touch is even more problematic during practical situations, given that pre-service teachers are in a, some kind of unique position. They are not considered students by school students, yet they are not teachers. 
which may be recognized by school students as carrying less authority and experience. Yeah, it's interesting because you have that pre-service teacher population, not quite teachers, not students, but they're in the middle. And your research looked at how these pre-service teachers basically navigated touch with primary school students in the Latin culture. So how is how is it different in a Latin culture? What does what does the research say about touch in Latin cultures? That is exactly one of the main points of our paper, because personal space has always been smaller amongst individuals from Latin America compared to how people interact in other places. Latin Americans always prefer closer distances for social interactions. Latin culture is an example of a high contact culture. It's a very touchy culture. The fact that Latin America has often been considered as a more tactile culture, together with the first signs of pre-service PE teachers being afraid of touching students, warrants for examination. Now, in your paper, you brought up um, risk society. What, what, is, what is a risk society and what do, what do we know about that? Risk society is a socially constructed phenomenon in which there is a greater possibility that some individuals are defined more as at risk than others. Risk has become a prevalent concept within our lives and has been implemented mainly in the West to discipline this potential danger by manipulated ambivalence. So life's events are subject to human control in the attempt to try to avoid all kinds of risks. Our concerns with risk are not necessarily related to life-threatening events, but are rather more concerned with the use of surveillance and monitoring systems to measure risk. Physical contact between children and adults is now considered a potential threat to children's security. So, touching a child has become risky behavior, and by extension, teaching has become risky business. So... This, all, this leads to teachers always being under surveillance, right? Yes, because in this suspicious present when all adult child touch and even just adult child proximity generates anxiety and suspicion, teacher visibility is always required as a precondition for innocence. Adults who work with children are often viewed with suspicions and they are often uh, required to justify their intentions. They are subject to explicit and implicit scrutiny that has become a normalized aspect of their careers. So different physical spaces, including schools, classroom, virtual spaces, are locations in which people are monitored and from which new forms of normalizing practices emerge. Normalizing processes use surveillance to try to achieve the norm, which is in this case, no touching students during PE lessons. And so I guess this leads to a kind of moral panic that we've seen research over the past decade. And it's this outrageous thought where teachers are perceived as potential sexual predators. And this presents a significant issue for when teachers need to touch their students in order to guide them in a skill or spot them in a gymnastics tumbling exercise. Um, And I remember people asking me when I taught elementary school, how do I teach, you know, a forward roll and I just said I spot them I tuck their head and I like grab their bellies and I make sure that they can do it safely and you know I had a lot of feedback on them like oh you're you're actually spotting third graders I'm like yeah that's how you're supposed to do it safely but anyway so now something that we looked at as 
proper pedagogy in 1980, right? Or somewhere around that age, right? Is suddenly something we teach pre-service teachers not to do. And so, so they don't get in trouble. And I guess that's the moral panic. So talk to me about your specific study that you conducted. What did you do? So in this study, we worked with 15 pre-service PE teachers. Seven were male and eight females. Um, they were studying at the university in Spain and they were undertaking their practicum. We asked them to use a body journal during their practicum period so they could actually write down things that caught their attention for further reflection. Specifically, we asked them to write down all the occasions in which they could actually feel their bodies somehow and to explain what happened in that moment and how that made them feel. So narratives were used uh, to give voice to these pre-service PE teachers as experts of their own embodied lives. And the use of body journals assist these students to reflect on their practical experiences too. And now your results section, they're all from the narratives from the pre-service teachers. Um, and it's so interesting how the context is so different than what I would expect my students in an American university say. And one of the main themes you found was the teachers appreciated and fostered touch. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. Yeah, because some participants reflected on the importance of touch, including how they touch their students and how their feelings uh, were related to this. One of them, for example, stated that he actually felt more relaxed while touching his students, such as grabbing their hands to dance together. And this is quite significant because it demonstrates a contradiction with the current literature exploring touch in PE and sport contexts. For these participants, touching was a sign of trust and a way to demonstrate that they wanted to be close to the students. Participants agreed that touch is actually necessary and beneficial, and some of them even conducted activities during their lessons to facilitate physical contact. And I can understand that a, from an American context right now, a, a PE teacher's going, no way, you could never get away with all of this stuff. And now, Interestingly, there were instances where there was a discomfort with touch in your paper. Can you explain that? Yes, because while most of the participants reflected on touch as positive and necessary, they were also aware of touching or being touched at certain times when they did not know how to react. For example, some of them felt uncomfortable when they had sudden physical contact from several students at the same time. And this may be associated with some kind of physical discomfort, including lack of air or pressure on different parts of the body. Also, some of them were, uh, were aware of the possible gaze of other students and adults, and they felt servile and judged by others, and they were unsure regarding the most acceptable course of action. These pre-service teachers reflected that they, they felt under surveillance in certain settings, which influenced their physical contact with students. And they reflected on how space conditioned them in terms of touching students and how they felt more at risk in certain spaces, which were usually the more open spaces within the school. The participants also made reference to the people who may watch them and how others, particularly other adults, may misunderstand their touch. Yeah, so the pre-service teachers 
also started to reflect on the emotions and feelings in all of this and having this complex influence of others over them. Can you explain that part? Yes, because closely related to physical contact are emotion and feelings. In this study, participants reflected on their own and their students' emotion during PE lessons. And we're actually working on a paper at the moment more specific on emotions. But in this study, some students advocated the need to work on body closeness, and they consider uh, this to be part of the emotional component of PE. Participants also claim that social and mass media are responsible for promoting inadequate understandings of emotions and closeness. While some participants did not feel that teachers needed to actually hug their students if they did not wish to do so, they did recognize that it is seen as something normal for PE teachers in Spain to actually hug their students. They also highlighted the importance of teachers appearing physically close to students as a sign of human interaction, emotions, and love. So in this way, these participants contradicted once again some studies which suggest that physical closeness to students should be avoided. Yeah, so one of the interesting concepts in this paper was the uh, when they started to negotiate touch, like they felt like they needed different ways of showing affection depending on specific circumstances. What did, what did that negotiation look like? Because, for example, they mentioned the need to try different approaches as they did not want to seem overly strict, yet they needed to demonstrate some degree of authority and respect with their students. Some participants described how they usually opted for a more distant attitude with students and other teachers, particularly on the first days of Prague. Some prefer to introduce touch with students in a progressive manner, first, for example, indicating like positive reinforcement with different bodily gesture, and then using more subtle touch with the extremity of, the, of their bodies, such as their hands for a high five, and some others explain how they were very conscious at the beginning of the Prague to not to step into students' personal spaces, although they felt comfortable being close to to students. Right, and I, I, you you speak to also to how the sense of touch changes throughout their practicum experience. How does how does it change, or how did it change for these students over the over the time that they were in pre-service? Well, participants reported how their perceptions regarding touch changed actually during their practicum and according to how tired they felt at a specific points. For example, the final weeks of Prague were quite different from the beginning because several participants reported feeling mentally drained and exhausted during the middle weeks. Feelings of stress and being overworked may overpower other feelings and this may have the potential to replace the positive emotions felt at the beginning of the Prague. However, some participants also reflected on how emotional the middle and the end of the practicum was. They recognized in a positive manner students' shows of affection, which usually involved touch. And some participants also highlighted how their Prague tutor helped them to overcome the fears related to touching students. Yeah, I mean... I think it's so interesting how different this all is from an American physical education, teach education context for one. And then add to that my personal experience, you know, growing up in Finland, 
where we have by far the largest personal space in the world. Like, I, Finnish people feel comfortable talking to other Finnish people across the room, it seems like. And then add to that the fact that I coach and participate in the sport of wrestling that is impossible to coach without touching. And so it's just really interesting stuff that you studied. Um, can you give us a wrap up of this paper from the conclusion section? Yeah, of course. So in this study, we explore how a group of pre-service PE teachers from Spain responded to a negotiated touch with school students. We concluded that further research is needed to see to what extent these views are evident among pre-service PE teachers in Spain and in Latin contexts in general. Participants appreciated being hugged by school students, and the influence of other individuals and spaces was also noted. These were among the few instances in which participants felt uncomfortable touching students. Uh, these pre-service teachers also demonstrated a change in their attitudes regarding physical contact throughout their practicum. Some of them felt uncomfortable at the beginning regarding touch from students and tried to establish some distance. Some others looked to their tutor's reaction first as a way to get approval for their own actions. And then participants welcomed touch from students and considered it to be positive and beneficial. Awesome. So what are what are some next research projects here? What's the next steps for research for you on this? Well, uh, the findings from this study indicate that touching school students is still common practice in Spain and was mostly considered something positive by participants. Only a few participants demonstrated awareness and more panic regarding the current no-touch policies that are in place in some contexts. They also reflected on how that fear was actually generated after they covered the topic of touch during university tutorials. So certainly having physical contact with students was innate for most of the participants. Uh, we could also wonder if we are not doing more harm than good by presenting these topics about touch to pre-service teachers. Introducing touch as a topic to these pre-service teachers could mean that what was observed in this study may change towards a more no-touching direction over the next few years. While, of course, it's necessary for pre-service teachers to be introduced to topics related to the potential dangers of touching students and, of course, what is happening in today's society, pre-service teacher educators may need to provide them with proper resources and understandings to successfully negotiate touch with school students. Yeah, I just feel it. it's a fascinating study. And, um, you know, I was just writing a paper this week that one of the quotes was that the students came in to hug and the teacher was surprised and uncomfortable and she like turned her hip which was what she's been taught to do is to turn her hip over and not have a frontal hug that in the the kid at home that's how they give hugs but then as the teacher when you like throw your hip in and pat on the shoulder or go whoa like put your hands up knuckles like high fives it's it's interesting because if it if we're talking about a young student they might not even understand they might perceive that as oh this this teacher does not care about me because they don't act like my parents or my uncles or all my family members 
but I, I find it fascinating. Um, I want to thank you for your time. Um, it's always interesting to hear these experiences from another context. Um, um, really appreciate your work. Can you let people know where they can find more information on current work you're doing or work work they can access some of this uh some of these papers no worries so more information about my current work can be found on our university webpage and there there is a list of all our publications and current projects and some copies are also available on researchgate and academia.edu awesome thank you and we'll link to the article we'll link to uh your web page in the notes section of the podcast and uh that's all we have for you on this one and thanks for listening and thank you all right